Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, September 29th. Welcome to the Take for Take podcast. Trent, Gage, how we doing, fellas? Austin, nice nice little cut you got going on. I'm Gage, what's up, buddy? How we doing? I'm good, fellas. Yeah. Ready, for a, ready for a kind of subpar week of, of football here, but... You know, we can't, we can't have every week like last week, so we got to be grateful with the good ones and take the bad ones as we come, but I'm excited. Yeah, this is true. Too bad we're not up to uh, up to par with our uh, our video, our social media and like our videos and everything, because Trent and I, Trent and I are about to act up these with these cuts. Especially Trent. Trent got the Pauly D rocking right now. <laughs> he said it. I'm, I'm headed to Target right after this, uh, <laughs> this episode. Just for the hell of it. Yeah, he's going to go pick up a Frappuccino at 9 p.m. tonight. <laughs> but, yeah, week four in the NFL, week five, college football. Um, slates are not the prettiest, but, you know, we get we get weekends like this mixed in there. And, I, honestly, I kind of like it because you had such an exhilarating weekend last weekend, not even, like, with just the Ohio State game, but just, like, the entire college day was awesome. And then you had all those points scored in the NFL on Sunday. It's kind of a nice weekend to kind of kick back. You know, just not many good games. You don't really got to sweat a whole lot. I mean, you got the the Lund- first London game of the year Sunday morning, so should be a sh- pretty low key mellow weekend. But uh, let's run through this, man. Let's start in the college game. There are some matchups that I want to touch base on. First of which being in or on Friday night. Excuse me. Go out to Pac-12 Nation, Utah, Oregon State. Um, you, Oregon State coming off that loss at Washington State, Utah four zero playing at Oregon State. Um, let's see here, over under set at forty four and a half, and I believe that line is yep Oregon State minus three and a half. Um, Trent DJU, there's no Cam Rising for Utah, but uh, Kyle Whittingham, that defense is nasty. Like I said, over under is only set at forty four and a half. I think it came out at forty seven. And it's been bet all the way down three points. Um, do you is that confirmed about about rising? Is that confirmed? I everything I've seen has said he's not playing. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen anything on rising. Uh, I just expect him at this point not to play, um, which is a shame because I think Utah is like legit and they're just a quarterback away. Although his face has stepped in pretty well. What'd you say his name was? I forget his name now for Utah. Um, Nate Johnson. Uh, Nate Johnson. Yeah, Nate Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so he stepped in well, but uh, I, I do like this spot for Oregon State here. Um, you know, I think the Pac-12 is going to cannibalize itself this year, and uh, this is just another example of State going on the road, going on the road last week against the tough Washington State team. Uh, we were all on Washington State there. Um, you know, that played out how we thought. Come back home, get right game. Um, you know, Utah coming off a nice win. Their defense has been legit, but, you know, their offense definitely has a lot to be desired, and I think Oregon State can get the win here as um, well. I saw this at four and a half earlier this week, so I don't know if it's Utah is getting some money. But um, I, I would lean Oregon State here in DJU. <clears throat> I, uh... Yeah, I don't have an official play for this game either, but this is this is one of the more intriguing matchups of the weekend. Um, I think Oregon State is not good enough to be more than a three-point 
favorite at home against Utah. Um, they obviously have their struggles on the offensive side outside of DJU, not the most explosive offense, but we know how college football is, and they don't they don't like announce the injury reports until kickoffs here. Like we don't find out players aren't playing until the game's already started, kind of thing. So maybe that's why this this um, spreads kind of fluctuating as the days go on. But we've seen we've seen Utah, and even without rising, and they look they look decent. Um, double digit win against Florida week one, and that I don't know if you guys knew this, but they had eight starters out week one, and they still look really really good, and they're slowly starting to trickle in some starters back into their lineup but um yeah i like i like this number at three and a half if it gets down to three it'll be a, a stay away from me but i also love love the under um rains in the forecast as well for tomorrow night in oregon state so i look for both of these teams to run the ball um and last week we saw with a couple costly turnovers for both of these teams that it, it could decide the game one way or another so i look for these teams to really really be secure with the ball run the ball chew the clock limit possessions for the other guys and uh i can see this number staying under 45 but not an official play yet yeah that actually is my first official play of the weekend is the under at 44 and a half um all four of utah's games have gone under this year um i mean you guys touched on their their defense their defense is fucking nasty and oregon state's got good defense too i mean both of these teams are top 10 in terms of scoring defense in the nation um, in the last six matchups at Oregon State, five of them have gone under. And Oregon State is really strong with their front seven on defense. So, and their secondary is kind of iffy, but Utah can't really throw the ball. So, I don't really expect them to take any deep shots. I don't expect them to to really be able to move the ball. I also don't see DJU and Oregon State being able to move the ball that well either. I mean, everybody thought UCLA was going to go in there last week. And that game was going to be a shootout. That game ended up 14-7 to or something. And Utah scored one touchdown offensively. The other one was a pick six, first play of the game. So And, and UCLA, they, they scored right the, uh, in late in the fourth quarter. They had zero points for the right. majority of that game. And I had, uh, I had UCLA uh, teased up plus 10 and a half. Uh, ended up hitting that parlay for over $500. So um, that was kind of my biggest sweat. That is that was that tease. So, um, yeah, I mean Utah's Utah's defense is legit. We all know it. Um, but I just think, like I said, I think this is a good spot for Oregon State here. Loss, Friday night game. I think they get right here. Yeah, and yeah. This is also a first true road test for for Nate Johnson and Utah's backup quarterback. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I don't I don't see them lengthening the leash to let him unleash. Or wow, I don't see him them like. I don't, I don't see them letting him throw the ball all over the field. Um, so that's why I kind of lean the under here. Yeah, Utah's defense is is kind of like a boa constrictor, too. They they get As soon as they get a lead, I mean, they fucking suffocate you. Kyle Whittingham does a really, really good job of causing a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Opposing teams can't run the ball. Um, Oregon, uh, yeah, Oregon State prides their prides themselves on winning the line of scrimmage being able to run the football i just don't see them being able to do that this week this is a really really good spot in my opinion for utah but i do love the under here um let's move into another friday night game i don't really have much on this game i kind of want to touch on it really quick just because it's cincinnati but um uc goes out to byu um the two newest big 12 members 
10-15 Eastern Time kickoff, Provo, Utah. We were just talking this line. I saw it at UC minus two, and now, or I'm sorry, UC plus two, and now I'm seeing UC minus two and a half. Um, I kind of like Utah or uh, BYU here. I'm looking at one and a half right now, so this line's kind of moving all over the place. Um, UC really isn't all that good. Like, I, I don't. I mean, I yeah, I get. Uh, Oklahoma is is nasty in their 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 offense is really really fast high pace they're good UC held them to twenty points which is solid but offensively UC can't do anything like I mean they they beat a Pittsburgh team that is not good they're going to be in the bottom of the ACC and then they beat a not uh, who was it Eastern Kentucky or something like that and outside of those two games Emory Jones has not looked really good so I'm not really sure why UC is favored here. Like at all, actually, <laughs> I really don't get it. Yeah, I think I think um, the UC, obviously, you know, graduate of UC, big, you know, always support their team. I think they, after that Pittsburgh win, um, they were a little bit overinflated. Like you mentioned, people thought Pittsburgh was, you know, they're usually pretty solid every year. Pittsburgh's no good. I mean, they, they lost by 11 to West Virginia. They put up six points. You know, they got smacked by Carolina at home. You know, couldn't even give North Carolina a, a fight in that game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was at the UC-Oklahoma game, and they did their defense did play well. And I thought their offense was okay until they got, um, you know, near the red zone, and they just self-destructed. They couldn't move the ball. I didn't agree with their play calling a lot, where they were running on – um, and on second and longs a lot and then setting themselves up for like third and obvious pass situations and that's where Emory was really getting uh, in trouble so I think come out with a better game plan but you know it's hard to get a read on BYU too I mean Keaton Slovis coming over I'm a huge fan of his and um, where'd he transfer from again? Arkansas. and he's been all over man he's been I know uh, that name or the name? USC. Okay. The, then he went to Pittsburgh, I believe. JC, I always get JC Daniels and Keaton Slovis confused. Dude, JT Daniels. My God. But, uh, yeah, Keaton Slovis has been all over the place. I'm going to look it up right here so someone else can talk. But anyway, I don't, I don't have a play on this game. Obviously, pulling for UC, but um, definitely interesting line movement there. Yeah, there's a good chance I do I do take BYU at home with the points. But um, let's move into Saturday. Um, couple of these 12 o'clock games are kind of enticing to me not only gambling wise but just football wise first of which being Clemson going to Syracuse um, current line is six and a half on FanDuel um, I think this is a really good spot for Syracuse um, I don't know we I know Gage and I were on FSU last week but in the last ten matchups, Syracuse is three and, or seven and three ATS. I mean, they're one and nine straight up, so I don't think they win this game. But they are seven and three ATS. They do always tend to play Clemson pretty good. And despite them not playing anybody really, Syracuse has got a really really good offense. I mean, top five in terms of scoring, top twenty in passing, top ten in rushing yards per game, and. Clemson just ain't it. <laughs> I mean, their defense ain't it. So I think this could be. I think this could honestly be a hangover spot for Clemson. Like, 
I do like Syracuse getting a touchdown here, but I would not be surprised if Syracuse wins this game outright. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know. This is a this is a weird spot for 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 Clemson. They're last in the conference, which just seems absolutely ridiculous to say, but it's it's the truth. And I just I can't see them going zero and three in the conference to start the year. Um, and I don't really know what would be so much of a hangover spot for them because um, they lost last week. I think this is a, a great spot for them. I think this is a very hungry and a very dangerous team to face after a, a week like last week. And whether they cover their spread or not is up for the debate. But I don't have a play on this game. I think they can. I think they can win. And this is always a, an intriguing game to watch because there's so much orange going on. Um, but I don't know. Just for the, the, the pure act that the, the pure fact that Syracuse, I mean, they've beaten Colgate, Western Michigan, Purdue, and Army. Purdue was a good win, but other than that, I mean, they haven't really played anybody. And Clemson's putting them good numbers, man. They rank 21st in total yards, rushing for 200 yards a game, and um, their defense is pretty good as well. But they're also averaging 37 points a game. So this isn't like I don't think this is a. A, a big line for Clemson to cover. I think they can do it. I think this is just a really, really bad spot for Syracuse facing a really, really hungry team in Clemson. So, not a play yet, like I said. But we'll uh, we'll see where this line gets gets to come kick off. Yeah, I kind of uh, I kind of side with Austin on this one. Um, I'm not sure how Clemson's going to respond because not like. And we're going to get to the Notre Dame game where, like, I think Notre Dame, that's a really, really good spot for Notre Dame because of their loss. They're, they're going to be hungry, and their season's still still alive. Like, all their goals are still with Clemson, you know, like a game that they should have won against Florida State. And now, you know, they have two losses already. Their season's over. You now They're not going to make the ACC championship game. They're my preseason ACC champion, of course. Um, Chalky, dude. They're done after we gave you an option to jump on Florida State. We gave you an option. Yeah, I just wanted to be different than you fellas. And, uh, I mean, those are two pretty close in terms of talent, um, or at least in terms of uh, production. Field. And uh, But that, that's why I worry about how Clemson's going to come out and play because they're pretty deflated knowing their season's over after two conference games. Um, that's more of a stay away for, for me. But we can transition to Notre Dame if you want, Austin. Uh, no, I want to. I want to talk about a couple games before that because. Sorry, 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 sir. No, it's okay. Notre Dame doesn't deserve to uh, to be on the forefront of the games we talk about. Uh, Gage, you had some interest in this game. I'm not really sure where I'm at on this game, but Florida going to Kentucky. Um, Florida ranked 25 in the country, getting a point and a half, pretty much a pick them on the money line. Over under set at 44 and a half. Um, this is a stay away game for me, but what, what are you thinking here, Gagers? Yeah, I um, I am going to make this an official play, my first one, and it's it's taken the small home favorite in Kentucky. Um, I think I'm not sure why a lot of people still think um, Florida is good. I mean, yeah, they beat a very mediocre Tennessee team, which was pretty big, but I like this I like this Kentucky team and. It's not like I've been keeping up with them a lot this year or anything, but they sneakily have, like, one of the most explosive offenses in the whole country. Um, they rank fourth in explosive plays in the country, and 
that's kind of like what they live for. They they're a, a run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then they'll hit you with a big play here and there, which which is why that number is so high. But that's kind of what what Florida leans on too. But Kentucky's defense is is pretty good, and Devin Leary for their quarterback transfer from North Carolina State's been playing, been playing some good football. So this is a this is a big spot for Kentucky. I think Lexington's going to be absolutely rocking. And I mean, if we're being real, these two teams are fighting for second place. I don't think any of them are going to win the SEC East over Georgia. So they're playing for for second already this year. And I think this is a really really big spot that could pay dividends down the down the road when they come um, to seed. And I don't know. I like I like Kentucky's offense to run the ball all over Florida, and I love them as basically a pick them here at home. Um, with a big noon, not not big noon. They do play at noon, but it's not a big box noon. A noon, so, noon, like a, noon kickoff, yeah, noon, noon kickoff. I know what you're yeah. saying. One of these lines yeah. that I, I don't really have action. I don't have yeah. I don't have action on right now. But this line with Penn State Northwestern sitting at 26 and a half is surprising to me. Um, I think Northwestern, outside of Michigan State, is the worst team in the Big Ten. Um. I mean, Northwestern offensively ranks 113th in scoring offense, 111th in passing, and 119th in rushing yards per game. And, I mean, defensively, they're pretty much mediocre. And we know how good this Penn State team is. I mean, getting I, I getting 20, what was it, 26 and a half, I don't see how Penn State doesn't win this game by at least four or five touchdowns. Trent, am I crazy for saying that? Uh, I mean, you got to worry, you know, if, if Penn State just kind of takes them easy, gets in, gets out. But, um, you know, I'm not going to be taking Northwestern in this game. I don't see them scoring more than, you know, I, would, I don't know what their team total is, but I don't I don't see it. Um, I don't see them getting a couple more than two touchdowns in this game. So um, Penn State's defense is really good. <laughs> and, um, you know, you just have to worry about how much they, they I guess, put the, uh, the pedal to the metal here. But. You know, I, I, you won't catch me back in Northwestern here. And I, I do want to say, uh, just on Gage's play, that I, I also like Kentucky a lot. Um, so I don't have it as official play yet, but it's going to be a lean for me. And then um, I do want to give a play of mine that I figured we're not going to be talking about this game. The, uh, it's the Georgia-Auburn game. Auburn is 3-1 uh, and one season. Uh, with wins over Massachusetts, California, and Samford. Um, they scored 10 points at A&M. Team total is 14.5. I'm going to spam the under there as an official play. Um, looks like Austin has it too. We talked before the Correct. show. Uh, we both have a team total under, and I wondered if it was the same one. It seems like it is. So um, I like the under here. I mean, it, you know it's Georgia, it's Auburn. Auburn's not good. Peyton Thorne is not good. Um, so I'm surprised this line's only Georgia minus 14 because I, I just that, that's that's more of an indictment on Georgia's offense because Auburn, Auburn's not going to score in this football game. No. I'm uh, playing in stuff. Yeah. So give no, me the under. Yeah, I, I'm on there under 14 and a half also. Um, you mentioned, I mean, they've only played two power five teams, like you just said, 14 points against Cal, 10 points against A&M last week. Um, Auburn beat Georgia back in 2017. Shout out uh, Bear Felicia. Bear Felicia, my God. Um, how do you pronounce his last name from Fox? The Bear. Uh, I think that's right. Is it's it Felicia? 
Felicia. It's definitely not Felicia, bro. I've never heard anyone call him anything besides Bear. Bear, whatever. Yeah, he's Bear. This, 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 call him Bear. This, uh, this came from his article out on Fox Sports, but uh, Auburn beat Georgia in 2017 in, in matchups since then. These are Auburn's total points scored. 10, 10, 6, 14, and 10, and 7. They haven't scored more than 14 points in the last seven matchups. Or, I'm sorry, six matchups versus Georgia. Um, Georgia's defense is simply elite. And Auburn's kind of struggling in terms of quarterback play right now. They just don't They just don't have it. So I, I really love that, that under with you there, Trent. Um, backtrack a little bit. Another noon game. Really quick, really yeah. quick, Austin. I just want to um, apologize because we're going to lose this bet because I'm like 0-7 on team totals this year. And the last team total under I had at 14 and a half <laughs> oh, no. was the State-West Virginia game where they went for two at the last play or the last uh, drive and, and got it's, to 15. We're not, but I fully expect the same result here where, where Georgia's up like 31-7 to or late. And then have to cut it, try to cut it to two possessions to sixteen, so they go for two, uh, and they'll finish with fifteen. So I apologize in advance, but that's that's what's going to happen here. Auburn's horrible, dude. They'll be lucky to score two touchdowns here. Um, backtrack to a noon, another noon game. Um, I want to talk about this because I do have a play in this game. USC going into Colorado. Obviously, we know what happened last week with Colorado. Um, USC put a hammering down on Arizona State. This line is twenty-one and a half, I believe. Um, I don't have a play on the on the line or on any side. I do have a play on USC. I'm taking their team total over 48 and a half. Um, number one scoring team in America. They're averaging 55 a game. Um, Colorado's still without Travis Hunter, and there's possibly or a possibility of Shiloh Sanders not playing. Um, and Trent, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I see Colorado kind of hanging around in this game because. Of USC's defense, um, USC can't stop anybody. They give up a lot of points, so I see USC having to score more than what people think in this game in order to cover that twenty-one and a half, which I think they do. But um, I think forty-eight and a half here is is a really good number for this game. I also like the game over. I think it's seventy-three and a half. Yeah, seventy-three and a half. That's not an official play of mine, but it, it might be something I sprinkle on come Saturday morning. But yeah, give me USC over 48.5 team total. Dude, this line originally opened up 28. before the before the Oregon loss last week. No, they opened up at 14.5, and, and it got all the way up to 24 Wait, this week. Now it's down. Yeah, before the Oregon loss that Colorado took, it was 14.5. Um, and then we all saw what happened. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's what the Oregon look-ahead line was, too. And then that, they jacked that up. Yeah. So, um, this I'm surprised the reason this line isn't higher is because USC didn't look great last week. Um, yeah. So, but go ahead, Gage. I mean, cut you off. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I'm gonna ride with Colorado again, just because this is kind of the spot that I feel like they play their best in is when they're kind of looked down upon, just like week one we saw. TCU, this spread was damn near identical, and they won outright. Um, the whole country was against them. I think Dion's going to have this team very, very amped up. And, I mean, there's two other spreads that are 21 points this week, and it's 
let me see what it was. It was Northwestern, Penn State, Stanford, and Oregon. And um, I don't think Colorado is as bad as those other teams. And I really think you give Shadur Sanders three possessions in a in a ball game like this is is too many. So I think they I think they lose, but I think twenty one and a half is is good value for Colorado coming back home where they want to be. So not an official play, but just a little lean. Um, either you're gonna take. Michigan giving 17.5 at Nebraska. Nebraska uh, Sims, their quarterback, is hurt, so he's not playing. But Michigan 0-4 right now to uh, or 0-4 ATS. If Sims isn't playing, it's probably better for Nebraska, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. He's not playing. Say, at least might, That might be a blessing to this guy's. Yeah, I saw he wasn't playing. So that, But that line is crazy, bro. 17.5 and, and then the over-under is 39.5. Like they're they're banking on Nebraska to score, not even ten points in that ball game. Michigan plays Michigan plays the same damn game every week. You know what yeah, I mean? like yeah, you're gonna do. have to watch the games, and they're gonna they're gonna be up like you know twenty four to seven late in the third quarter. They'll get one more touchdown, when like thirty one to seven, and that'll be it. And they won't look great, but they'll do it. They'll do what they need to do, and they'll get out and they'll win. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. Like this is another game where you could probably uh, adjust that line down with Michigan um, to like nine and a half in a parlay. That's what I did last week, and it, and it paid off. So some juice, but be safe. They're they're gonna win. It's just a matter about how much. Yeah. Um. Staying in this three thirty window here. Um. I do have a, one another my fourth and final official play as of now. I'll have two more come Saturday morning, but um. I'm taking Houston. I got them at nine and a half at Texas Tech. Uh, current line on FanDuel is sitting at eight and a half. Um, Tyler Shaw for Texas Tech starting quarterback is out, and um, I kind of re- pretty much just based it on that. And that Texas Tech is susceptible to the run, and Houston has four guys over 100 yards right now th- through four games, so they they really run the ball. They rely on that, and Texas Tech is 83rd against the rush, or I'm sorry, 88th against the rush in terms of yards per game. And Houston, they're not a bad team. I mean, I, I know they're sitting at two and two, but it's like you watch them play, and they have some fire and some spunk, and then other times they kind of look like shit. And outside of the Oregon game, Texas Tech has kind of looked like shit too. They haven't really impressed me at all this year. So I like I mean I just don't see them beating Houston by ten. I, that's a lot of points. I mean, outside of Oregon. Yeah, re- rewind a little bit to a preview show, Trent. This was your this was your dark horse for the <laughs> twelve, wasn't it? It was. It was, yeah. And we've had some tough law. I mean, we they should have beaten Wyoming week one. Uh they blew a seventeen zero lead. They had Oregon on the ropes. You yeah. know, I love Oregon. Yeah, they that did. was my that was my championship. Um, they had Oregon on the damn ropes, and I'm not sorry. That wasn't my championship. I'm I got that fucked up. But obviously, different conferences. But um, they blew that game at the end. They didn't even cover. So they blew the game and the cover. So uh, still a good team in there. It's just not gonna look like it's gonna fall how I envisioned it. So. I mean, they're only winning for Tarleton State, bro. Yeah, that's a big win on their resume. <laughs> get, get some momentum. Yeah, I mean, looking at this... Uh, go ahead, Gage. It's my bad. I was just going to tee up another game that I'm really intrigued about. Yeah, um, please do. Texas, 
Texas hosts in Kansas. Do you guys have any insight on that? Yeah, that line is crazy, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it, but then, yeah. like, I think Kansas hangs in that football game. 16 and a half is a lot of points. Jaden Daniels yeah. is, or I'm sorry, Jalen Daniels is a dog. And that Kansas offense yeah. is nasty. They really are. And I feel like Kansas gives Texas fits every year, year in and year out. I'm pretty sure they beat them. Did they beat them last year? No, okay. Year before. Uh, year before. Texas beat them 55-14 last year. The year before yeah, that, okay. Kansas beat them 57-56. Yeah. I also think this is a, like you said, Austin, a Jalen Daniels um, workshop. And I also think this is a lean with Kansas getting all those points is simply due to the fact that this is a look-ahead spot for Kansas Next week they have the Red River rivalry. Look, I have um, spot for Texas. For Texas, sorry, yeah. So next week they host um, Oklahoma. No, they're going to Oklahoma. Um, so yeah, I think this is a little look ahead spot for for Texas, and I think Kansas can can out in this game. Not a play yet, but yeah, I'm this really, is. Really I'm I'm kind of scrolling through this gauge, looking at this, and this is. I'm tempted to make this a play right now because. Kansas's team total is set at 21 and a half. Um, Texas defense is not anything outrageous. Um, I mean, they're solid, but I think this Kansas offense is better than Bama's. I think Kansas stays in this game. I kind of like over 21. I like them to score at least 24 points in this game. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the over in this game, too. I think this is a, a shootout when it comes down to it. But, dude, 17 and a half points is a lot of points for a now-ranked Kansas team. They're good, dude. Kansas is good. Yeah, that one, think? that line's kind of fishy to me. But, um... I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with that game, um, so I'm not going to play it. Oh. Um, you know, I trust your whatever you guys do. I'll, I'll be rooting for. I won't have any action on it. I appreciate. We appreciate that, Trent. Thank you. Um, moving through the rest of the slate. Yeah, go go for yeah. it. Brian. Go for it. Really quick, just just some leans um, that stood out to me. I'll, I'll go quick here. Uh, West Virginia catching two touchdowns um, at TCU. I like how they played this year, West Virginia. Um, I think that's too many points. I don't think TCU is very good. Um, so can keep that game within two touchdowns you know maybe sprinkle the money line if you get if you get you know really greedy but um i think two touchdowns is a little disrespectful for what what west virginia has put on the field this year um another play i really like and i'm trying to find the actual uh team total here but it's another team total under i got it right here um michigan state under 12 and a half points in Iowa City, um, or Iowa, is it, do they play in Iowa City? They don't play in Iowa City. No. They're going to, uh, what the hell does Iowa play? What's that college town called? I'll let you know. Iowa State, is, Iowa. Iowa State is Des Moines. Iowa City? It's Iowa City, yeah. They're okay. playing Connect Stadium Iowa City. Gotcha. You're right. Oh, I was right. All right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, Michigan State's last two games um, were both at home against Washington. They scored seven points against Maryland. They scored nine they haven't seen a defense like Iowa, like Iowa, pissed off Iowa team after getting smoked at, uh, on the road against Penn State. 
uh, not putting up any points. I think they're going to be um, really motivated. And um, you know, I think they could honestly pitch a shutout here. So I do lean the uh, the team total under there. I believe I said it was, what, 12 and a half. Um, and then I had one more I was looking at. Um, oh, uh, Notre Dame. And I'm sure we'll talk about that game no, that's right perfect. here right now. That's but perfect. I want to do it right now. Yeah, go ahead and tee it up. Go for it, brother. It's all floor's yours. All right. Well, let me let me put on my Austin Carpenter hat. Uh, we got the Fighting Irish is in the Durham four and one Notre Dame at four and one Duke. Uh, total Un- undefeated Duke. Undefeated Duke. I'm sorry. A uh, total sitting at fifty two. Notre Dame catch uh, given five and a half here. Um, I think this is going to be a, a big Notre Dame bounce back spot. You know, I got boots on the ground in, in South Bend, and from what my sources are telling me, uh, that's a, this is a hungry team. Pissed off after last week. Oh, they, they, they took one day to sulk, but they got over it big time. And, uh, they want to make a statement here and, and uh, you know, push around those nerds in Durham. So I really whoa, like Whoa, don't don't dis- and, uh, don't disrespect the Blue Devils like that. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I got nothing against your sister either. But um, <laughs> yeah, give me uh, give me Notre Dame five and a half. I think they uh, they suffocate Leonard in that offense, and uh, Sam Hartman has a big big game. Yeah, um, great job by the way. Great job teeing that game up, previewing that. But um, I'm, I'm kind of liking the over in this game, fifty two and a half. I don't have a, a real play on it. <clears throat> Excuse me, a real play on it right now. But I would be. I'm not. Duke hasn't played anybody. They they have they have not played anybody. Um, they played Clemson. Yeah, they I mean, beat Clemson week one. Clemson ain't <laughs> it, bro. <laughs> Clemson. Ain't you want to take you want to take Duke so bad, you're just too scared. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly where my head's at. Um, they're, they're they're fire on all cylinders, both sides of the ball right now. I love Let's Riley. Go double or nothing. Let's go double or nothing on that Chipotle bowl. Like, yeah, buddy's by, uh, oh, yeah. buddy's been ducking me for two weeks, bro. What was that? What was that for? It was the Steelers Browns Monday night game, the Chubb injury. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's bullshit. The, the, we the Browns dominated that game. So let's go double or nothing right here <laughs> on the money line. On the on the money line. No, we'll do the spread. And a half. All right, fine. Deal. I'll take Duke five right. and a half for uh, two Chipotle bowls. Damn, inflation's driving those prices of bowls through the roof. <laughs> Trent's gonna have it. Don't get up. double chicken. You don't get double chicken. No guac. Nah, no guac. All right, fine. Right. I do, but in all, we got chips. Yeah, we do got chips at home. <laughs> Facts. All right, mom. Um, five and a half, five and a half is a lot of points, dude. I, it's, I like the over more than anything in this game. Um, I like Riley Leonard a lot. Duke runs the ball pretty well. Um, yeah, I, this is gonna be a really good football game. I'm actually like really excited to watch this because it could, Trent, you could be absolutely right in terms of a get, a get right game for Notre Dame. Um, this could be a really bad spot for Duke, but it could end up being a really good spot for them. I know that's amazing analysis, but it's like it's the truth. Like, yeah, I think let me give you some numbers, Austin, and maybe um, really hammering 
to your head that Duke's a good play here. Um, Duke's offense, 7th in pass success rate, 18th in offensive success rate, and 28th in EPA per play. Um, also, yeah, like you guys said, I don't know if Trent was shitting on Riley Leonard or whatnot, but I think I think he's going to have a big game against a pretty stout front seven in Notre Dame. Um, but also, Elko, the coach for Duke, um, coach for Notre Dame in his past, so as Dion would say, I think it's this is personal for him. And this is probably arguably the biggest game Duke's football program had in maybe a decade. I know week one was pretty fucking big for them with Clemson and everything, but I think this is an even bigger spot for him. And it's game day. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, shout out game day. They're going to be there. But I think this is. Uh, I think I trust Elko more in this spot um, compared to Marcus Freeman. We've seen the mishaps that he had last week down the stretch when it seemed like Ohio State and Ryan Day were trying to give the game away. But I just think this is too big of a number for such a big spot. Prime time, ABC, eight thirty kickoff in Durham. Like everything's screaming Duke here. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning this game outright or. They lose this game by three touchdowns. There's no in between. <laughs> I like I like Duke to cover though. I love it. I love it. Um, before we transition to the to the grown men, any other games on this slate? I am kind of looking at Washington Arizona. Um, I'm not sure what that line is right now. I'm simply looking at it because it's Washington and they are my fucking wagon train. You got that line off the off the top of your head? I do. It's uh, Washington minus twenty at Arizona. And you gotta be gotta be careful here, Austin, because they got Oregon coming into Seattle next week. So could yeah. be a look ahead game here. Could be that over is kind of was it sixty six and a half? Arizona uh, Arizona kind of um, scores. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, it's great podcast sixty seven and a half sixty nine and a half. Okay, sixty five. Sixty-five. Sixty-five and a half. Okay, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. But yeah, any other any other games on the slate that you're looking at? You guys want to touch on really quick? No, we'll tweet yeah, out. Please. All right. I, I was looking at this UL Monroe Appalachian State game. No, the uh, fuck. I'm just playing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I do like that. The points. So. Yeah. Well, and uh, like Gage was just saying, we'll tweet out all of our plays Saturday morning. Um, I'll tweet out. Um, my personal or might get some. What am I trying to say? Might get them tweeted out tomorrow, since I do have some action Friday night. But um, nonetheless, everything will be out on Twitter uh, Saturday morning. Let's move to the NFL. Um, there's a few. The slate is not the greatest. I've said it a million times, but there are a few games I, I wanted to. One what? Good, good one. I think the one o'clock slate is is really good, but it, it just it falls off after that. I mean, the yeah. night games are ass, yeah. and the four the four p.m. again. Like, why why are we doing three four o'clock games? I when don't. You got. I mean, you got Ravens Browns. You got Dolphins Bills. You got uh, another good game in that slate too. Chargers I mean, Colts. There's, there's, Bucks fight. Yeah, Bucks Bucks Saints Titans. Like, you can't put one, bump one of those games to to four o'clock. Like, why do we have to have nine one o'clock games, three four o'clock games? They always do that, and I've never got an answer as to why. I have no That's idea. That's frustrating. But uh, let's start with this first one, man. Nine thirty Monday morning, Monday morning, Sunday morning, the London game, the uh, the Toy Story game. It's actually, I'm actually really fucking pumped to watch that. But um, Jacksonville and the Falcons. Um, 
Jacksonville laying three, 162 on the money line over set at 43 and a half. Um, both of these teams, or no, Jags just came off of a humiliating loss versus versus Houston. Atlanta sitting at two and one. Um, I think this is a get back spot, get back spot for Jacksonville. I do kind of like Jacksonville to win this football game. I'm, I I don't have an official play yet. I'm not really sure on the side, but um, I think it's a good spot for Jacksonville here. Yeah, I uh, this is another official play for me. It's Jacksonville. What do you guys see the number at? Minus three. I'm looking at three. Yeah, I'm gonna take it at the field goal. Um, just because I'm nervous, it's gonna get above a field goal. And Jacksonville has proven that they are a good team overseas. Um, and like you said, Austin, they just a humiliating loss at home against the Texans. I don't think anyone saw that coming, especially at an eight eight and a half point favorite. Like that's just it's embarrassing. And um, this is solely on the fact that I trust Washington's offense so much more than I do with Atlanta. I really think Jacksonville's got a good a good front seven, and Atlanta does nothing but depend on the run game. And Desmond Ritter has looked very bad. We've said it year, uh, week in and week out on the pot that he's just very, very underwhelming as a quarterback. And I think three points is a very favorable number for a, an offense that I just trust way more than Atlanta. But this is a game where I'll place the bet Saturday night because – my ass is not waking up 8.30 Central Time to watch this game. Um, and I really hope I wake up right before the, the noon kickoffs and, and see the green. But I'll take I'll take Jacksonville minus the three here. You can't you can't make 8.30 for you. What's that? It's too early for you over there? Uh, on the weekends, yeah, it's way too early for me. But he's got a rough yeah, over we're, there. We're, we're, old, we're old, Austin. I'm a... I'm up at 7:45. I have my coffee ready. I'll be at, be done at the gym by then. I'll come home. I'll be showered. Then I'll be ready for fucking football. Newspaper read. Right. I got it all down. But uh, Gage, you touched on Houston getting that big win last week. They are getting three at Pittsburgh. Or I'm sorry, at home against Pitt, Pittsburgh. Um, this is this is an official play for me. I'm taking Houston plus three. Um, I like them. Money line plus one twenty six. I'm looking at right now. I think they beat Steel- the Steelers at home. Um, CJ Stroud looks really fucking good, dude. He looks really, really, really fucking good. I know this Pittsburgh defense is nasty. They get after you a little bit with the pass rush, but um, I like CJ Stroud here. I like what D'Amico Ryan's and the Young Guns are doing down there in Houston. Give me an, an official play. Houston plus three. Yeah, did you see that Houston, uh, the, they had been without four of their five uh, offensive linemen, and their fifth one just went down, <laughs> the last remaining one. So they're going to have a – I mean, they're just – Even better. Uh, Let Stroud air that bitch out. That, like, yeah, I mean, I was reading that, um, you know, Bobby Slo- – what is it, Slowick? Uh, from the Shanahan uh, tree. Um, I guess they – not only does that help – a uh, quarterback, it does help the offensive linemen and specifically the tackles um, because of all the uh, play action and um, they put their tackles in, in positions to succeed uh, and, and, and advantageous situations. Um, so they might not feel the effect of these offensive linemen losses like other teams would. Um, I don't have a play here, man. Like 
is going to be the toughest defense they've played, but uh, could wreak havoc on this deep offensive line with all that said. So I have a play. Uh, you know, I'll be pulling for Houston, obviously, and CJ, but I'll sit back and watch this one. Let's move to the AFC East. Miami going into Buffalo. This game's also a field goal. Buffalo favored by three at home. You can get them at minus 148 on the money line. Um, Miami, 5-0 and ATS on their last five road games. 0-7 straight up in their last seven at Buffalo. But they are also 7-0 and ATS in their last seven against the AFC. Um, 6-0 and ATS in their last six overall. This is... Uh, this is probably a stay-off game for me. Um, my bias really, really wants me to take Buffalo. But I, I, I can't bet against Tua. I get, cannot bet against this Dolphins offense right now. So with that being said, I have no play on this game. Um, I'm just super, super excited to watch this football game. I think, I think if you were to bet against Miami, this would be the spot to do it in. Um, two is one and four in his career against the Bills, and the Bills' defense is fucking nasty. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Yeah, um, they are. They have twelve sacks on the year already, seven picks. Um, but then you go look at the Dolphins' offense, and it's just fucking unreal. Um, they average a five hundred and fifty total yards of offense per game. But I really do think if anyone's going to stop them, it's going to be the Bills, and. Their Bills de- the Bills' defense ranks second in total yards allowed per game. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people might be thinking points, points, points here, but I really liked the under at 53.5. I think that number's too high, or which which just seems ready to bet the over in one of these in a game like this with these two offenses. But I don't know. I really want to make it official play. With the, with the Bills and maybe the under, but I'll have to do a little bit more research. But just all first glance, I think I think the Bills do get it done. Now, if this was at, in Miami, um, what, do you, what do you guys think the spread would be? Like minus three for Miami, a little yeah. bit more? Yeah, it'd be the same line for Miami. I think it'd be the same line. Minus three. So, I think, yeah. So them on a yeah. neutral, probably a pick on that. Yeah, the line's one and a half maybe. Buffalo's defense think, uh, is humming too, bro. Yeah. I do think that Miami, and, and you know, this is coming from somebody that was down on Miami, was skeptical of them before the year. But um, I just think their offense is too good to not hang in this game. So if it's at three, I think you can grab three and feel okay about it. Really feel okay and tease it up with something. So, I mean, I don't think Miami gets run out of the building here. No, I don't. I think I think Buffalo has a better chance of of getting blown out than Miami in this game just because we see what Miami can do. I don't think Buffalo's going to get blown out. I think it's going to be a competitive game. But I just don't – I can't envision just the way they're playing, man. Like, I can't envision them getting – losing this game by, you know, double digits. So, um, take the three if you can get the three anywhere, I think, and um, definitely tease it up, which I'll be doing. But not an official play, no. Trent, let's stay, not stay, but uh, let's give you the floor here. Baltimore going to Cleveland, arguably one of the, um, if you're a fan of offense, you would not be thrilled with this game. I think this game has a chance to be one of the most low-scoring ones of the of the afternoon. Um, 
Cleveland or Cleveland hosting Baltimore. I believe this line where did it just go? I just had it. There it is. Cleveland laying two and a half at home. The under eight has hit in eight of the last ten for the Browns. Um, in this matchup, five of the last seven have gone under, and the under is five and zero oh in Cleveland's last five home games. Um, if this game gets above a field goal, I'll probably take the um, Ravens, but I don't see it getting above a field goal. So this is a good, probably a good non-watch for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say what I say every week with the Browns. Like, I, I don't, I don't really see a way where the Ravens move the ball effectively especially given their injuries right i mean linderbaum and uh, ronnie stans have i believe they practiced in a limited fashion day but um you know still banged up odell i i wouldn't imagine this game um so i mean they're, they're still pretty thin at receiver and um the browns have had success against lamar individually in terms of his uh, performances. So I think I think this is gonna be another game where the Browns should be able to win this game as long as they don't beat themselves on offense. Because I don't see the Ravens sustaining drives against this offense or against against the Browns defense. So um, <clears throat> the under is probably a good play. You know, anything above forty I think you're safe there. I mean this I see this game being like a uh Thing. This game could be like a, a 17 to 13 game or a 20 to 16, something like that. Um, but I, I don't, I don't see the Ravens having much success on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, to go to your point, Trent, they're going to be relying a lot on the run game, and because they're probably going to be out their top two receivers this week. But I mean, that just Look. right into line with what Cleveland loves to do, and that suffocate the the, the run game. They rank second. Second in the league against the rush, they only allowed 2.8 yards per carry this year, which is unreal. Um, so good luck trying to run on them. Good luck trying to pass the ball when you don't have your top receivers in the game. So I think this is a really bad spot for Baltimore. Yeah, they're hungry, revenge spot, bad loss last week, blah, blah, blah. But um, like you said, if Cleveland can do enough on the offensive side of the ball, I think their defense is going to I think their defense is gonna be the, the, game, the, the, the game changer in, in this matchup. Staying in the 1 o'clock slate. Um, New Orleans hosting Tampa Bay. Coming off that obvious disgusting loss in Lambeau against Bryce or Bryce Love. Jordan Love in the Packers. Um, I'm looking at 3.5 on the line right here. Minus 188 on the money line over under set at 39.5. Um, alternate spread I'm looking at minus 2.5. For the Saints is minus one fifty eight. Um, I really want to take this three and a half, but I could see this getting hammered on the Buck side, so I can see this line moving down probably. And if it moves down the three, I will take it. But um, the uh, Tampa Bay has not been good against New Orleans historically the last few years. I mean, they're two and two and eight ATS in their last ten against the Saints, three and seven straight up in the last ten games. And they're not good on the road. One and six ATS in their last seven road games. This this is a perfect get back spot for the Saints, in my opinion. Um, I believe it's Jameis Winston is going to be the starter this week. I just I don't see a world where the Saints lose this football game, and I probably take it at three and a half if it doesn't move. But if it gets down to three, I I am going to hammer this game. 
Yeah, this is a, a stay away game for me just because it's so ugly and these two teams are very unpredictable. The only thing I'll be intrigued in is uh, Mike Evans and the Marshawn Lattimore matchup. Um, I mean, they obviously seem to have beef every single year for some reason, and there's been more than one fight and ejection, so that's the only thing that I'll be tuning in to watch with this game. Um, this is kind of like last week with with the Chargers and the um, Vikings. Like, if you do bet it, Austin, good luck, because who knows what's going to happen. You guys have do you, are there any other 1 o'clock matchups that kind of stand out to you guys or that you want to go over? I mean, I think we, I think we should hit on two more. Um, the the Bengals game, of course, and then oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, the uh, Super Bowl of of uh, the season so far, the Broncos headed to headed to uh, Chicago to take on our Bears. Yeah, let's start. Um, let's let's start with let's start with that one. Let's start with that one, Trent. Denver going to Chicago. Denver minus three and a half right now. Minus one sixty six on the money line. Um, battle of the worst two teams in football, in my opinion. Um, if the Bears lose this game, it's insane that they're home. They're getting, or I'm sorry, yeah, they're getting three and a half to a team that just gave up 70 points. Um, yeah, but take a step back and really look at it. Is it really that wild? That no, it's, that, it's really not. Dogs. If you buy into the hype. If you, if you, yeah, if you turn on the... Uh, TV on Sunday and watch the Bears play. It's not. It's not crazy. I don't care what the team did the week before. Like, yeah, the Bears are not good at any facet of football. It's kind of hard in the NFL to be like not good at anything. Yeah, right? no, I'm not. I'm not excited to watch this. I have nothing on this game. I don't. I yeah. This is a fucking disgusting football game. I'll be. I'll be tuned. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I, I would definitely tune into this game. I think this game is a lot more interesting than, uh, you know, Patriots Cowboys. Uh, I'll be completely honest. I'd rather watch the. I I, I don't like watching the uh, Cowboys. They're kind of boring, and the Patriots are are about as boring as the uh, Giants. Yeah, that that hurts you to say, Austin. But um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I'll be I'll be interested in this game. And um, did we talk about the total? In forty six. Forty six. I, I I think with these defenses, man, like these turnover potentials of the, of these teams, I think that that could th- fly over that total. So, um, definitely. am I reading this right that Justin Fields is five and twenty three as a starter? You would be correct. <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. Dude. <laughs> Five and twenty-three, and he's averaging less than I believe one hundred and eighty yards through the air. And it's like, as Justin Fields stands, it's hard to be like, "Hey, he's the problem," right? And he's not the only problem. I get that, but like, at the same time, how long? How long are they going to let him? How long are they going to trot him out there every every day? Like, you know what I mean? I don't understand. I don't understand how if you're the Bears and you like found and again, I think I did this rant last week, but like you like found success like playing a certain way with Justin Fields at the end of last year. It's like it's like if somebody just like erased every uh, all the knowledge that they learned from that. It's like 
to the offseason and they just completely erased everything they learned and they forgot everything into the season they're like oh let's let's just drop back and not get any separation and just sit in the pocket and it's like i, I just don't understand i don't understand how you don't they're trying to lose their their jobs so um, are you taking are you taking a quarterback if you're if you're the bears i know we're so far away from but like I mean, they they they're gonna end up with they're gonna end up with two top ten picks. Are you taking a quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel I feel for that quarterback that they take, man. It's like it's funny because it's funny because the quarterback's not the pro- like. I'm not even gonna get into that because I'm gonna get called a homer for it. But it's like, imagine <laughs> if imagine if the Bears. Okay, this is how bad the Bears franchise have, has been on offense. Justin Jefferson, who's 24, would be the leading uh, receiver in team history for the Bears in terms of yards. He's 24 years old. Yeah. Okay? So if they come out of the draft, with the, and, and their best quarterback ever was, what, Jay Cutler maybe? Jay Cutler, yeah. If they come out of the draft with uh, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., like if I'm those two guys, I'm like, like, are you shitting me? Like, this is the worst possible situation to go to. Um, this is the only place where you could possibly ruin talents and now you probably disagree Austin you're like Caleb Williams with a third round pick uh, Caleb you know. Williams will not well he won't succeed in the NFL I'm sorry this is such that is the hottest take man I'll stand on that take that's why they call it take for take fellas exactly let's move to this last one o'clock game man Cincinnati going to Nashville take on the Titans fighting Mike Vrabels um Joe Burrow will play, obviously not 100%. This front seven for Tennessee is elite. Um, top five rush defense, and they get after the quarterback. I think this is a, a trouble, troubling spot for the Bengals. I believe it's a pick em right now. or minus, It's jumped up, so it's my, Bengals minus 2.5, minus 146 on the money line. Um, I'm going to have no action on this game. I'm going to stay away. Um, battle the defenses. I can see this game going under by a lot i could see only a few touchdowns being scored here i have yeah, yeah this Bengals go one th- one and three um they need to be at least two i would say 500 going into the bye week they have a bye week week seven um if they don't have at least three wins by then i'd say it's panic time here in in cincinnati yeah under under for me in that game um strong strong lean for everything you said. Yeah. Uh, four o'clock slate. Not not the sexiest at all. Three games. Vegas at the Chargers. New England at Dallas. Arizona and Gage's Niners. Um, that Niners line is minus 14. Holy shit. Niners minus 14. Um, not over, enough. Over on their set of 40. You think they, you think they could? The fighting right. Josh Dobbs, you don't think they give him a game? It's not fourteen is not enough. This 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 is like a thirty eight to ten game. Forty one fourteen. That's fourteen is not enough. I don't. I know it's a high. Not as well hang in the game. They won't get blown out that bad. If you want to go that way, then sure. <laughs> uh, money's pretty much split. Forty eight percent of the money is on Arizona. Fifty two is on um, San Fran. I, I I I'm in the same boat as you, Gage. I think Niners kind of roll here. Um, let's see if they have touchdown props up. We can play. Guess that line. I think uh, really quick while you look that up, 
Arizona is respectable, man, and, I, and their coach seems to be coaching them up pretty well. And they, they, they've been in every damn game. Um, you could make an argument they, they should be 3-0. and this, this hypothetical debate sparked up again today where if you put Mahomes on the Cardinals, would they, uh, how, how well would they do? And I, I've always been in the camp like, yeah, they would make the playoffs. Like, they would have a top-five offense. Getting pushback from that. Like, I mean, they they lost the Commanders by four. They were up 28-7 to seven or something on the Giants. Lost that game. Or 28-0, wasn't it? 28-0. Oh, yeah. And they just, you know, put it on the Cowboys. So, I mean, this is a, this is this team isn't like they're a feisty like team. The 2017 Browns, you know what I mean? Like they they can put up a fight. Um, touchdown lines are not up in this game yet, but Cardinals team total set at 14 and a half. Niners at 29 and a half. Um, Passing yards, they don't. Josh Dobbs, one eighty-three and a half. And good God, dude, they got him minus two hundred five. Throw one touchdown. Whatever. The point is, none of these props, important props, up right now. But um, I can see. Hold on, I can see CMC being at. I can see him being minus three hundred. Oh, without, without a doubt, him two touchdowns is going to be every bit of plus maybe two twenty, if that. Oh, it was plus like one ninety last week. It'll probably be less than that this week. Yeah, I mean. Sunday night, I mean, before the season started, this was one of the better Sunday night matchups of the of the year. Chiefs in New York take on the Jets. I mean, that game's fucking disgusting. Ch- Kansas City will win that game by two touchdowns. Yeah. This slate stinks, My take man. On- yeah, I mean, we, we, we've kind of said it all we need to say. My, my overarching take on this, this game and you know th- this past week in the NFL is like I I I like Taylor Swift a lot. I've always been a you know I like her music, and I obviously love football. Not I'm not about this like crossover. Like I, I don't like this. I don't like how it, these worlds are colliding. It's it's and, it's uh, fucking obnoxious, bro. <laughs> it's it's very obnoxious. I don't want to get into it. It's yeah. it's just I don't enjoy. It. Talking about it. We're above that shit. We're above that shit, yeah. We focus on ball, okay? We we talk ball. Does she know ball? She probably does. But we talk ball, dude. We don't fucking talk about Taylor Swift or Swifties. Let them do their thing. But yeah, week three, week three. Week four in the NFL, week five, college ball is here, man. We'll have all of our picks out Saturday morning. Um, I'll have mine out Friday because I do have the under in the Utah game. But not a lot of fun action this weekend. Good weekend to uh, go get fall activities done with your women. So catch us on Twitter, take four take underscore. We'll put everything out on there. Let us know who you got this weekend. Feel free to tell. If not, that's on you. Peace.